Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hey guys, you're listening to America's Off-Road Podcast. If you like going into the outdoors, camping with your family, or maybe you're building a new wheeling rig, you've come to the right place. Thanks for tuning in. Keep following along. Check us out on Instagram and Facebook. We are in podcast land. We are in mobile podcast land. The mobile studio. We are loving it. AKA uh, Howitzer. Yeah. Just taking a drive around the neighborhood. Just enjoying the beautiful weather. <laughs> yeah, it's it's you know, signature northwest. Sunny and rainy at the same time. Out our left window, we've got clear blue skies. To our right, it is thunderstorm. Yeah. Oh, gosh. It's coming down over there. It is. Uh, Welcome back to another episode, everybody. You all know the drill. This is America's Off-Road Podcast. You guys can find us everywhere you listen to your podcasts. We appreciate you guys tuning in. And Waypoint. Waypoint TV. That might be a magical little morsel for you. You might go there to find us and find a dozen more outdoor-related podcasts that really tickle your fancy. Yeah, they've got lots of really cool stuff there. Fishing, hunting, outdoor stuff. What a weird um, saying. Tickle your fancy. Tickle your That's uh, in, in fact, speaking of sayings, um, do you know where the, the phrase the whole nine yards came from? No, let's hear it. Mostly because I want to hear your interpretation. Oh, so after the Japanese attacked Pearl Harbor, and I can't remember the movie they made or where we went immediately after, but it was one of the islands close by. Um, the tail gunners, they're... Midway. Midway, yes. When they went to the whole Midway thing, that's where the whole nine yards, the phrase came from, because the tail gunner, his ammunition clip was nine yards long. 
Oh, wow. So it was like when they said give him the whole, the nine, whole yards. nine yards, it was dump the whole clip. Wow. Yeah. Fun fact for the day. Fun fact. But yeah, check out Waypoint TV. They got all sorts of cool stuff. Plus, like Cooper mentioned, you can check out our stuff there as well. Um, if you guys are going to go on a road trip, do something fun, and you might not have cell service, just go ahead and download all the episodes, and you can uh, listen to them around the campfire or there you go. out uh, when you're driving around. So This is a cool little, you know, just when you think it's a water bottle, how interesting can it be? They thought of everything. They came out with something like this and totally blew our minds. <laughs> it's awesome. And the other thing that's really cool with Model Outdoors is you can completely customize your water bottle to your specifications. So if you want the whole package, you can get all-inclusive everything that comes with it. Or if you have a specific purpose, like you want to use it as a hydration pack, or like the attachment Cooper just grabbed, which is the shower attachment. Oh, yeah. uh, you can customize your model water bottle to however you see fit. So if you guys want the ultimate in hydration and portable water, make sure you go to Model Outdoors. That's M-O-D-L Outdoors.com. Use coupon code AOP10 and boom, you just got 10% off your order. What? And guess what? You order the water bottle and you decide you want to get some of these other awesome upgrades, go back, use that same coupon code, you'll get another 10% off your order. Get out of here. True story. So, if you guys want to stay hydrated, out on the trail. I think you need to say it like it is. So, if you don't want to (laughs) die. If you don't want to die, go to Model Outdoors, M-O-D-L, Outdoors.com. Use coupon code AOP10, get 10% off your order. Making hydration great again. Yeah, thanks for tuning in. What, what, what are we uh, going to start with today, Mr. Oh, Cooper? I think, I think it's, it's uh, I don't, you know, we were going to, We. I get excited anytime we start talking about the diesel gladiator. Oh, yeah. So, I don't, I mean, gladiators are obviously a hot ticket item. Um. The Bronco is also a hot ticket item. I got, I ordered a uh, diesel um, Jeep Gladiator because I like the combination of a truck and uh, like having a Jeep. And uh, it's super capable. Some of the uh, rigs I've been out on the trail with, and I got some ideas. Man, you talk about product offerings. There is some cool stuff hitting the market. That uh, Moto Built has that new. <laughs> Bobbed bed. Bobbed bed. Ooh, and does it completely change the look of that gladiator? Yeah, completely. Wow. It 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 looks pretty killer. Yeah, one of our friends from uh, UA, uh, Prater Bill. Prater. Prater yeah, Bill. Just, just saw he got his. I'm excited to see what he does. Yeah, if, pretty you, cool if build you guys going. are on the old Insta, mm-hmm. Instagrams, uh, Prater Bill, check, uh, check that build out. He just uh, got his bed. And he's starting on that. He's already got a really capable. <laughs> it's got a V8 in it, and it's uh, ready to party. And he had fun with it in Moab, but uh, yeah, that that bed's gonna be the perfect addition for him and his family getting out and playing around like they do. Oh yeah. So let's let's talk what what plans you've got going for your diesel gladiator. Well, um, in owning it. Currently, the thing's getting between 27 and 30 miles per gallon. That's awesome. Yeah, since uh, the engine's gotten, I'm at about 15,000 miles on it. Broke in, had a couple of oil changes now. Three of them, I think it is. And uh, regardless of what they 
recommend for their wonky intervals. I, uh, I'm pretty conservative on that one. And I run that Schaefer's oil, which is oh, the best oil there is. But uh, um, it'll be interesting to see what it does. It, this one's been challenging because there is so much torque on tap with that engine. Right. That, uh, you know, my normal gearing sequences have changed a little bit. I've actually gone more towards what I would do with a big diesel truck for gearing. Okay. Um, but uh, I'm going to run 40-inch tires. Uh, I got the rock crawler uh, long-arm four-link front and his uh, long-arm three-link um, rear, so there's going to be some pretty heavy modifications involved with uh, getting the suspension in. And that's going to flex really good. It that that kit does flex really good, so it's going to be really fun to uh, get out and play with that. And then being long arm, of course, I'm going to keep those arms at a. <clears throat> he has the mounts tucked up really nice and high, but uh, the purpose of a long arm is the lengthening of those arms allows them to be flatter right. at ride height, which means less transfer from the bumps back up in into the frame, you're more apt to make the suspension do the work to smooth everything out. Gotcha. And <clears throat> it keeps the shocks at a better angle. They don't move front to back as much when that axle sweeps because it, it moves on a more of a straight straight plane up and down rather than a really big swingy arch with the uh, stock arm. So right. that'll be nice. But uh, I'm only going to go um, three and a half, which... Um, on the JL, initially I'd gone two and a half, fit 40s on that with all the cutting and everything, and then bumped it up to uh, about three inches just to give it a little bit more up travel. So when I did articulate it, everything was better. I didn't have to adjust so much with the bump stops. And uh, on this, though, I'm going coil over front. It's going to be a combination of a few things. I got JKS makes a really nice uh, frame mount for the uh, coilover, so I got that. Right. We Which, ran that in the past on a couple things, right? Yeah, we actually ran that on Spartacus. That's right. Yep. And uh, it'll be fun to have that in conjunction with the uh, um, long arms, but uh, the axles, that's the fun part. You know? Yeah. I'm, I'm still sorting out building everything on that and making sure I have all the uh, sensors and everything sorted out, so that'll all get passed on to everyone, but I decided I wanted to do a, uh, I knew with the power that that has and the fact that I want to run 40 inch tires and it's me, and it's, it's <laughs> I should fair. probably run a, a bigger axle option than the stock axles. Right. Um, so I went ahead and got a set of super duty axles. There you go. And uh, the the process of, of getting that all together and getting the parts sorted out has been a lot of fun. And then of course with our current environment in the aftermarket world, getting parts has been kind of a labor. That's taken a little while, but uh, I've got the axles uh, loaded with gears. I got air lockers front and rear. I got 488 gears, because I think that's going to be the right combination with the 40-inch tires on this uh, particular build. And um, up front, went uh, straight away with the reed knuckles. Um, yep. Artec has a whole kit available and it, it's pieced together so you buy the individual parts not the whole thing in one shebang but 
they've got all the bracketry needed for the link mounts. They've got all the steering sorted. They've got everything else. And you tell them whether or not you're running a, a reed knuckles or the factory knuckles. And so I got all the big 70-75 aluminum tie rod drag link and all the big beefy bracketry. I got Johnny joints built into the uppers for the front axles so it's going to have all the articulation it can possibly have um, and then everything sorted out with the truss and I got to tell you the fit of the bracketry that they have oh. was incredible like literally the rear truss fits on so perfect <laughs> you could just straight TIG weld it like it, it, I expected there to be a little bit of grinding here and there to get it fit right and be tight and everything sure. else, but no, it was like dead on. I was able to see it before and after you welded it on there too, and yeah, that the fit and finish of of everything Artec, even like their skid plate systems. Oh, their skid plates are rad. Yeah, they knock it out of the park with their uh, quality control for sure. Yep, and uh, so I got I got that sorted. The rear is already done and and ready. I just got to throw brakes on it. Um, the front. I've got to do a little bit of, so in order to get the speed sensor and everything in there, I decided to go with the Dynatrack free spin kit. I knew I wanted hubs and whatnot just because it, it's beneficial for getting off the trail if something happens. And uh, it's a, a beefy setup, and it's a nice setup that, that we run on a lot of other rigs. So um, I got that, and uh, I got their tone rings for uh, both axles, all four corners. So... I've got to do a slight modification to get the tone ring to fit on that, which um, I'm going to have machine head uh, fabrication help me out with that. And then uh, I've got to build a little bit of a, an aluminum spacer so I can just bolt the factory Jeep um, speed sensor right into the, um, I can just bolt it right onto the Artec. Or the free spin kit. Right. Which, yeah, which I've got the spacing and everything all sorted out with that. And now the one thing that I don't know is whether or not... So the tooth count is the same on all four tone rings. Right. Um, but this is, again, I'm, I'm shooting from the hip on this one and trying. My, my theory is that they all just have to match. I know that the way that uh, some of those come, the tone rings will be bigger, but the spacing will be different so that everything matches up. I just don't know how much adjustment is in the ECM for it to differentiate. between. Okay, the front we expect this, the rear we expect this. As it is, everything's identical on all four corners, so it's what it sees in the front will be identical to what it sees in the rear, and I think as long as that's the case, everything will be fine, but... I'll make sure and let you know if that does or doesn't work. <laughs> a little trial and error there. Yeah, fingers <laughs> crossed. And then, uh, um, so yeah, big boy axles. I got that 60 front with the uh, Dynatrack ball joints in it, reed knuckles, and all all the beefs. And then, uh, that's Cameron's house, by the way. We yep. just drove by. Shout out to old cameraman. Yeah. Hey, he's, Cameron. He's still alive and kicking and more hydrated than he's ever been in his life. <laughs> Speaking of hydrated, we're, we're going to take a quick moment in this podcast. A little sidebar? A little sidebar here. Is uh, this a modal sidebar? <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, excuse me. Wow, are you okay? Yeah. Um, speaking of hydration, water, I still have yet to hear from Kevin Costner's people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what is up with that? Right. Yeah, Water World too. So I mean. we're just going to continue on with this shout-out to Kevin Costner. And, uh, yeah, if come you're on, out there. Come on, Casey. Listening. Have your people contact our people. Let's get you on this podcast. Let's talk about that tundra you built. Yeah. As his manager for a nominal fee, we, we'll get him on we, board. Yes, we can even phone you in. Little ears and gills. Ready to go. Yes. Perfect combination of Ewok <laughs> slash amphibians. <laughs> oh, boy. Anyways, that's my that's my little uh, side squirrel there. You had my shout out to Kim Costner. <laughs> you went there on your own. <laughs> Oh, okay, back man. to it. Back, everybody, back to this sweet everybody, build. Everybody's like pumped about the the gladiator. Come on, bro. Right, right. Um, on this uh, on this gladiator, as many people know, I did not go with the Rubicon package. I went with the Overland package. Um, I didn't want to have the four to one T case with the diesel. I wanted to have the regular two seven two to one, and then run the gearing and and. For one, I, I think it's still going to have pl- plenty in low range. Um, two upgrades electronically will be easier, I think, with the uh, that T case. Uh, if I decide to in the future go to an Atlas or something, right, that will allow me to. Uh, who knows? Maybe front dig or whatnot. That's oh, always cool. That would be awesome. And. Uh, um, I also didn't want to spend all the money to have the lockers and the axles and have all the buttons in place that I knew I wasn't going to use anyway. Sure. So that saved that. The cool thing with the Overland package, it comes with the bigger 44 um, front, the bigger the bigger front axle, just no locker. Mm-hmm. And all the diesels come with the cast iron knuckles. So uh, as far as offloading those it'll be the best option or who knows maybe i'll keep them for another another project because i don't know they'd be pretty cool underneath a, a cherokee chief maybe or oh. something because they're you know full width 68 yep. something inches wide that would be killer um these new axles are 72 inches wide and uh the camera just died uh-oh looks like this is gonna be an audio one <laughs> Shoot. Who is in charge of that? Uh, any guesses from our uh, listeners? I can tell you. We probably have another battery in that, in that bag. Nice. It's, nice work. Uh, it says we got... It clearly went off, so maybe the... Uh, boop. Disc. A little... Let's see what's going on here. A little gidgety goo. It's full. Yep. This uh, brief pause is brought to you by. Oh, we're we're good. Kyle and his and my little poor malfunction here. All right. Are we back? We're back. Audio's still going. We're good. Um, where was I? I think I was talking so, about the width of the axle. Yeah, the seventy-two inches wide. Seventy-two inches wide, which is cool. Yeah, it's really cool because I can run a different backspace so that I have a little bit better scrub radius, which is going to be nicer for the steering and everything. Else, right. Which, speaking of steering with 40-inch tires, 
Um, I know PSC makes an upgrade, but I'm really excited about trying out that Apex design um, booster. Oh, yeah. For the electric uh, power steering pump, so. That's right. And I'm you actually were able to kind of chat with him out at EJS. EJS. That was that was last, last year. year. Right, right. Yeah, and like the whole theory behind it is um, the factory electric power steering pump is supremely underrated for what it was designed for. Um, so I think he was saying that those things from the factory typically run around 1300 PSI. And you can crank it up to uh, with that uh, booster he has up That's to right. 2200 and be in a safe range. Oh wow! Yeah, and just like That's no awesome. problem, one finger be steering with 40 inch tires. So, and and not just because of that, but he's also got a really nice um, extruded aluminum cooler that I think he said it almost triples the capacity. Oh. Yeah, so I think any of the issues that I've experienced with pumpkin and steering have all been temperature-related. Like Which is really weird. Yes. Well, yes and no. I mean, it's got a big job with 40-inch tires, so. Right. Like, I understand why it would get hot, and if the amount of fluid that it has is minuscule, then I completely understand sure. what uh, what's going on there. But, uh... Uh, I'm, I'm excited about trying that and then, of course, getting back to everyone that listens on, on how well it worked out for me. I think it's going to work out phenomenal. But uh, time time and use will tell. So is the overall goal of this Gladiator build that you're doing, is it going to be pretty similar to Pumpkin where you want to keep it light and nimble or are you going to do... I'm less concerned with that because of the fact that I have tons. Right. And more concerned with um, trying to get myself something that uh, is uh, a really nice cross between like sledge and pumpkin. So I was gonna say Howie and pumpkin. I want to be able to go <laughs> wheeling with it, right? But I want to be able to haul all my gear and camp with it comfortably, right? And I think that that's gonna be the platform. I like the the bit more wheelbase. I like that uh, I'm going to go with a little bit more height. And by the time I'm done, it's probably going to be closer to four inches of lift. Right. I'll get the coilovers all dialed in and then match up the rear with a spacer as it is. I think I got a four-inch spring for the rear, but I'm counting on that to settle a little bit with the uh, fridge freezer that'll go on the back and then, of course, the, the rooftop tent. So I'll end up throwing a shim in for that, which uh, ought to level us back out. And, and I still have all the freestand length of that coil, so I'm not going to lose any flex. And it's a nice triple-rate coil, so I should have plenty of of uh, spring there for controlling the loads and making the ride really smooth. And whose coils are you going with? Uh, I'm using Skyjackers. Oh, okay, very cool. Yeah, they, they have a really nice... Uh, way for you to look through everything that they have and and they make them and it's uh they're they're a great company um phenomenal to work with and i'm i'm excited about using those as well um do you have your shocks picked out for that thing yet 
Well, I, I currently I have I have my coilovers for the front. They're foxes. Um, and for the rear, I know what I want to run, but uh, it's going to take some modifications because uh, the off-the-shelf stuff is like close, but not exactly right. And right. Uh, I think I can get the length to be a little bit better, but it's going to require a phone call and conversations to get the off-the-shelf stuff work but I, ideally what I'd like to run is those Fox three inch internal bypass Ooh. in the rear that would be killer yes but I think I'm gonna have to do a combination of the front ones for the length but set up to go in the rear uh-huh uh that's my overall goal there nobody really makes a, a coilover setup for the rear that uh, that um, entices me as far as uh, getting enough to get rid of coils in the back. Coils work really good. Right. And uh, paired with a really good shop, it's really hard to compete with. So that I think that setup's going to be ideal, especially for the weight that I'll probably end up having back there. Cause I'd like to have a, a good uh, rooftop tent, something that sits no higher than cab height and then uh, I've already got that Artec um, half cab roof rack which is super slick yeah it is and that thing goes on really easy comes off really easy so the truck still stays really versatile for me and uh, yeah aside from there it's going to be bumpers which I have the front sorted out Moto built makes that really nice frame chop front bumper super clean so I'm running that. Um, I'll have a uh, Warren Xeon uh, 12S Platinum in the front there and a couple of Baja designs, uh, probably uh, LP6s and Amber. Um, I've already got the uh, XL80s in Amber for the hood mounts. Um, kind of waiting for a rear bumper that, uh, that I like. I know I want it to be seal and wrap around the corners really good so right. that uh, it, it handles any of the departure angle woes that gladiators are known for. And I, I would be interested in the bobbed bed, except that I'm, it's already a really small bed, <laughs> and I'd like to keep as much real estate there as I can. Right, once you throw a fridge freezer in that thing, it yeah, takes it, up a, quite a bit already. It does. It does take up a bit of space. But I'll still have room there for gear and uh, everything else that we need, and it'll all be under the rooftop tent to be sorted. Uh, no spare tire in mind at this point in time. You've had, um, you've had a pretty good run with pumpkins so yeah, far. I don't, I don't want to talk about it too much because <laughs> of that. But I am running the, the Nittos, and I am supremely confident in those, those tires. And, uh, you know, the wheels, I got a set of KMC machetes. Those are such a good looking wheel. Yeah. And and it was it was exactly uh what, what I was looking for. It was uh seventeen by uh eight and a half, four and three quarter backspace, so I could run a little bit more backspace because of the width of the axles and I think it's gonna work out absolutely perfect with those forty inch tires. So. Right. Uh, I got them powder coated bronze. Since the uh oh. Jeep is uh green, it's gonna look pretty hot. Yeah, that'll then, look uh, killer. 
as far as the next steps, um, Artec full aluminum skid plate and, and uh, a good set of uh, rock sliders, which uh, I think it's VKS Fab makes the ones that uh, I like the most. They're going to take a little bit of modification just because that long arm in the rear, the lowers, sits outside the frame and in front of where it would attach. Ah. Uh, so whatever goes on there, I'm going to have to figure out how to clearance it up enough that at full uh, compression, the lower links don't come in contact with it. So are you going to do something similar with um, like kind of like what you did on pumpkin as far as yep. fenders go? Uh, fenders, yes. I've uh, already got a set of uh, factory Rubicon those Highline factory fenders right. um, lined out, and I'm doing that Artec fender uh, chop bracket in the front, and then I got some of those American Adventure Lab. They make those really nice um, bolt-on uh, spacers. Like it's a it's a really nice washer. Oh, yeah. yeah, you showed it me It fits those. perfect right into the factory little old uh, um, gizzies on the factory fenders and. Them in. So I'll end up having a set of nice Highline fenders, and then I got Nemesis uh, aluminum inner fender liner. So I'll have all the rooms needed for all the festivities there. Which there is a difference between the diesel and the gas on yes. the fender liners. Yeah. Maybe. If you were wondering. <laughs> if, if you have a diesel and you're looking at inner fender liners and you're looking at Nemesis, make sure that you get the correct one. Bezel. Yeah, for the diesel. Well, this is, I know this build has been on your mind for a long time, and it's cool to start seeing uh, some of these things come together. So Yeah, I'm looking forward to, uh, um, you know, hacking up a new rig. That's <laughs> <laughs> that's just your norm. It's nerve-wracking and fun all at the same time. The guy came out of nowhere. Yep, ambulance. <laughs> ambulance. Ambulance. Well, that'll be sweet. I'm excited to see it. Yeah, me too. Have you have a little, uh, it's been a while since you've had like a solid base camp rig running around. Yes. Yes. So, For sure. That'll be cool. We can all huddle around you while you cook us food. Yeah. Uh, I, you know me. I like food. <laughs> and I, I got some new recipes we'll have to try out the next time uh, we go out. Oh, that should be yeah. That should be fun, but we'll save that for another podcast. Uh, lastly, what about power? Are you going to do anything with that motor? Uh, absolutely. What are you thinking? I um, I tell you what, that bank Derringer on those is unreal. It turns it into another rig. And the nice thing about the Gale Bank stuff is he is like, I don't want to say conservative, but he is very mindful oh, yeah. of everything that goes on with that engine and everything it has to so he doesn't he doesn't sacrifice in one area to gain something. You you can count on if you get a bank's product, it's going to end up being high quality, and it's going to be well within the range of what that vehicle can handle, um, which is kind of the beauty of it. And that that setup just man, it brings that thing to life. Well, I think the other thing with banks too, just from my perspective, not knowing a ton about uh, the bank's products or not nearly as much as you do. Just a quick scroll through their videos and their their Instagram and social pages. You can tell they put a lot of testing into their products. Oh man, he's been around for years. Yeah, they. He, he was one of the pioneers of uh, of turbochargers in the automotive industry, right? And so for him to take all of that expertise and start putting uh, 
putting it into effect with products that really bring things alive. And and he works hand in hand with like the EPA and carb and all that. Yeah. So he's not going to do anything that's going to put put anything in a bad light. And, uh, it's all going to be, you know, certified, ready to party. I like it. Yeah, it's going to be a cool, cool Jeep, cool Gladiator, something a little different. Um, that's a that's a lot. Yeah, <laughs> you, oh, you've got a lot on your plate there. It's, it's a lot of <laughs> it's a lot of it's a lot of build, and I still have to figure out a couple other things, switches wise, to make sure I have enough. Cause I already have two of the four factory ones sorted out for the air compressor and uh, the hood lights. Right. That one's going to be easy. The LP6s I'm going to have wired in. The low beam will be wired into the factory fog lights. And then the high beam will be wired into high beam. So whenever I switch from, like, to put high beams on, right, boop, boop, they'll come on. That'll which, be cool. I, it's one less switch i got to worry about putting in the dash. And I figure... I'm not going to run high beams if other people are coming anyway. Right. So at least I have that to uh, make it quick. Because really that's the, like I love having lighting and being able to see, but it's really hard when you're trying to find a button <laughs> and drive. Going 60 and, down and the back road. not get, you know, called all the bad names in the book. Right. <laughs> you're passing someone. Sorry. I'm so sorry. I can't. I'm just I trying hit the to wrong button. Figure out what switch it is. Yeah. Where did I put yeah, so I've got to I've got to sort that one out, and uh, I'm kind of leaning towards uh, running a Switch Pro setup, just having another eight extra. So that'll give me some room for expanding to have some light underneath the uh, rack, um, and then rock lights and all the other all the other accoutrements that come with whatever I want to do there, whatever I have uh, enough you know imagination to come up with. Right. Well, I, I do love the way you set up Howie when it was uh, full Olaf mode. Oh, yeah. It, it, it's one of those trucks you, you don't have to worry about bringing a headlamp. You just light up everything around you. Oh, man, and it was crazy how everyone just kind of gravitated to that 100%. to do everything. Yep. Boy, that water level is up. Yep, it's flowing. Well, folks, if you guys want to keep up on this rad build, make sure you go to our social media accounts. America's Off-Road Podcast on Instagram, on Facebook. Yep. Give it a like, give it a follow. And uh, as Cooper gets out there, tears into this thing, we'll start taking some photos and, uh, yeah, kind of fill you in along the way. Uh, but also, you guys can send us a message on those accounts if you have questions on Cooper's build, uh, the Tundra build we just did, or any of the other stuff we got going on in the works. Uh, shoot us a message, or if you have a suggested podcast episode, um, we're more than happy to talk about it. We love doing that stuff and engaging with you guys, so you guys can always reach out through those platforms, or you can shoot us an email, Kyle at americasoffroadpodcast.com. Booyah. Well, I'm excited, Coop. It's going to be rad. Looking forward to seeing it done. Yeah, me too. And out on the trail. Until next time, guys, we'll see you on another episode. Booyah.